Welcome back to the Wannabe Pundits with a special Chelsea edition. Um, I'm here with the man himself, Bryson Cotton, fellow Chelsea fan. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Keen to get into some uh, interesting topics regarding the club we love, so it should be good. Yeah, it's nice to um, be sort of one-on-one and talk about our own club without the uh, outside noise of the other, other gents. So um, 100%. we'll get into it straight away, Bryson. So there's a bit of an elephant in the room with Chelsea, and that is the Champions League win. Um, Indeed. We had an absolutely insane experience, um, personally. So do you want to run through how that sort of went down and how that sort of unfolded? Well, mate, we, uh, we head on down to Sydney. Uh, four Pines there on the uh, Darling Harbour. And, uh, yeah, what an experience. Yeah, it was pretty, like, it was pretty hectic because obviously... The, the Chelsea Supporters Club in Sydney, it was just unreal. Like, first time I've experienced anything like that. I'm guessing the same for you. Yeah. Just, just an unbelievable experience. I think I had a very predetermined view of how it would unfold. Like, not not considering the result, but I'm sort of mean the atmosphere, and it literally yeah. delivered exactly what I was hoping it would. Yeah, I think that was 100%. that was massive. Like, I think when we, when we first got there, I think I said to you, "I just want limbs." At, yeah, at limbs. some That's point, we, I want limbs. And what did we what did we say before the game? We said, "Well, I said I wanted two. If I could choose any two players to score the winning goal, I guess it was Mason Mount or Kai Havertz, and we got Kai yeah. Havertz. So. And Mason set him up. So it was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that the moment when Kai rounded Edison. Oh, and and the whole place. Oh just my the breath, god! The silent breath, like the. <gasps> <laughs> oh, and then unbel- I, I don't even think I saw because there's that many people there. Yeah, I don't even think I actually <laughs> saw the goal actually go in. But as soon as he rounded, I was like, surely. And then everyone oh. went up, and it was just, oh man, too good, yeah. too good. It's just, yeah, unbelievable experience. I think a massive thing, especially with football or soccer fans, is how when fans come together and they don't even know each other, the the connection everyone has in the room because you have that same passion, just all like personal things go out the window when it comes like interaction. Like you literally run and jump and hug on this random like Indian bloke or something. Oh, mate. (laughs) How good. It was awesome. It was honestly unreal. It would take a lot to rival that for me when it comes to sport. It was unbelievable. Yeah, just reminiscent. Because we haven't really had a a detailed chat about after it really happened on the day, really. No. Um, No, we haven't really. I think it was nice to see, I was speaking to... um, one of the blokes in there, he was actually, it was good to see there was a lot of English people, like yeah. people that lived in England for a long time and moved out here or out here on, or well, not on holiday, but out here for short term. But yeah. this old bloke, I think he would have been about 60, like in tears at the end of the game as we all were. But just like, I was talking to him for like five minutes just about his experience and how he's obviously grown up. He grew up in London and like watched them through how they've come through. And how yeah. they've developed, like, just it's just crazy, like, how much it means to them, let alone us. But for sure, yeah, that's crazy. I think a funny before we move on, a funny story that I just remembered was I don't know when, when we got in there, it was starting to get packed, and I don't the atmosphere wasn't building like it was building, but volume wise, everyone was sort of mingling with, each, with their own groups, and then yep. 
that bloke that walked in and started doing the Bakayoko chant. Yeah. Oh, I'm just man. like, oh, my he, God. It was, it was the same bloke. He kept trying different chants, hey, and then he, and he just starts doing the Bakayoko one, and everyone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> everyone was vibing to it, though. Yeah, it was like, I was like, what? It's actually a good chant, like forgetting about the part. Oh, it is. It actually is. It's an awesome chant. If only you played well. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think um, just insane. Like, so, so worth the the effort of personally, or same as you, Bryson, but getting up, getting up early from down here to the South Coast and driving up at like 1 a.m. in the morning for it. Um, it was a big mm. risk, but it definitely paid off. It paid off 100%. And I just want to say, like, the game itself was, I think it's one of the weirdest games of football I've watched just because. Well, since I've since I've started supporting Chelsea, I haven't had a haven't had a, a match have so much writing on it. Especially yeah. since like, like Tishel came in, we we performed in the league. It was it was alright. We got we ended up getting in the top four, but then losing the FA Cup final, it was like oh shit. The season that was looking like it could have been ridiculous is now all hinging on one game. And yeah, we dominated them straight up. Dominated City. Yeah, like I'm sitting here now in the middle of the middle of the sort of summer in England, like wishing it's back. But then I think I look back and I, I remember, I think I said to you, like it was like the 70th minute and I'm like, brah, I need a break from this. Eh? Like I was, <laughs> I, I was, oh, like my heart was pumping. Like I was so like, just, I don't even, I can't even describe the feeling. Like it's just pure like anxiety, but like not in like a, you know, not like traditional anxiety. It was just like uh, pure passionate, passionate anxiety. Like you just 100%. want it so bad that you stress about how much you want it. Oh but, man, I don't think I said a word for the last fifteen minutes. I think I just, I was just standing there trying to take it all in. Going, boy, there's no way this is happening. And people yeah. were trying to talk to me, like, oh, here we go, here we go. I'm like, bro, just don't. I'm, <laughs> I can't. Even. And then every time City, you'd get a call. Or, I think it was the Mares shot in the was oh. it injury time where. It, Mendy's standing there watching it fly past him. Felt like it went for 20 minutes, but oh man. Yeah. What an experience. Insane. Insane. But yeah, we'll we'll move on. That was um obviously extremely positive for the club. But would you say, Bryson, what do you think moving forward to now have the club moved in a positive direction in your opinion? It's it's quite a complex question. Cause yeah it's hard to sort of look inside the club and what the, the dealings are at the moment. Um, but yeah, what, what are your thoughts on, do you think that our activities been a bit disappointing or do you think something's happening maybe behind the scenes? Well, to go to answer your first question, I don't think it's been negative, but I don't think it's been positive. I think we've literally just stayed on a flat line. Nothing's happened. Well, I mean, to our knowledge, nothing's happened. I hope, in the background they're working on something and from the last couple of days of reports i think that the thing that is most likely happening is declan rice i think that's the one that i think we're i hope that we're 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 doing things behind the scenes to try and make that happen because i've seen you know obviously tammy's on the outer um, West Ham are interested in him. Apparently, he's interested in going to West Ham. Um, they want Ross Barkley as well. So, um, I think out of the two targets that we've got, obviously the other one being Harland, I think that um, 
I think the one that looks most likely is Declan Rice. But my question to you is, is Declan Rice, if we just end up with Declan Rice, say Tammy doesn't leave, we don't get another striker in, um, Broha doesn't go out on loan, is that a good window? I think, to answer that, I think it is, if I was to rate it on a scale, I think that's about a seven out of 10 window, purely down to the fact that last summer we really built an attacking unit. Yep. Obviously, when we see that attacking unit come into fruition, it's more, needs more goals, obviously. But if Deccan Rice were to come in and only Deccan Rice, I think that I wouldn't be down the dumps purely down to the fact that we've improved our midfield. Yep. And it's now time for our new signings of last summer to really step up. You know, I mean, this is the time if we don't get Harland or a striker, look, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed because of the, the opportunity there, but it's not doom and gloom because obviously Havertz was played really well at the end of the season at false nine, mm-hmm. but yeah. we could be sitting here in, in six months time. We hadn't signed a striker and Werner, look, I'd love that. <laughs> I'm not talking, <laughs> but Werner and Havertz could have absolutely flown off through the gate and, they both got 15, 20 goal contributions while halfway through the year. Look, that could, that's the dream. But yeah. it, it actually could happen. The ability is there for that to happen. I agree, so yeah. I think that I wouldn't... If it comes to the end and we sign Duck and Rice, it's more of what could have been rather than disappointment. Yeah, um, But look, it could work out. We don't know the future, but it could work out that that might happen and Harland, the deal with Harland might actually come to fruition next summer. I know it's obviously way harder, but it might mm. happen. But I definitely want to see at least one face through the door because... Oh, yeah. one heart. We need... I think they're... Obviously, they're... I feel silly saying this, but they're the two positions we need. That's why we're targeting players in those positions. They're the two positions that we desperately need in the team. Um, yeah. You could say centre-back as well, but I think that... Um, I think next back, summer... Back end of the year, that was... And we got my legs out coming back as well, so I think we're all right. I, I think next summer will be the, the defensive... Not overhaul, but investment summer because... I agree. I agree. Christensen and Rudiger both got one year left. I don't think Rudiger's going to re-sign. I don't think he will either. So, is, and Thiago Silva is obviously going to retire, so... Yeah, so next season, 100%. Um, We'll, we'll be we'll be investing in some centre backs next summer, and I think you're right about Rudy Gold. We'll be disappointed if he doesn't, but I, I like I mean I was on his back for a while there, but as soon as Tuchel came in, his performances did a full 180. So I'll be disappointed if we lose him. But back on the back on the like Declan Rice point, he's I want him badly. I think he would elevate our team, especially if we like he could play in the three four three comfortably next to Kante in the two holding. Or if we decide to move back to um, four at the back, he could play centre back. Like he's just, he's a very it's a, good it's defensive a step in the right direction. Put it that way. Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. But we've linked, we've been linked with um, the Monaco DM to Shemi or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah. Fabregas has got some high praise of which. It's not a deal. I, I haven't watched him play, so I don't really know. But obviously, you scarred from Bakayoko, so you don't want to raise up. But um. Oh goodness. But. Definitely Declan Rice just ticks what's the What's the price tag on that guy? I think mean, it's around 50, 55, I think. See, oh, I'm not, there's no way you're paying that and not paying a little bit more for yeah. Declan Rice. Yeah, well, you look at the, the, the rumors that have come out about Rice. So he's had two contract offers um, turned down. Yep. They've come back 
Matt Law said that they came back with an offer and they stated that, that they want to build the team around him. And he yeah, said yeah. no. And he said mm. he wants to know when bids come in for him. Mm. He's a Chelsea junior. He loves Chelsea. He loves Mason Mount. Mason Mount loves him. Like, it, it just... Surely it makes too life. much sense. That's why. That's why, because it's Chelsea. It's stressing me out because it makes too much sense. We don't like doing stuff. We don't like sense. too much sense dealings, do we? No, we don't. Um, yeah, but moving back to the striker position, a big thing that really, really confuses me, if we don't sign a striker, is the fact: why do you let Giroud go? It does not make sense if you're not going to bring in a striker because Giroud on his day was probably our best striker. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. he got that one year like clause extension, which obviously he wanted to leave because he wanted first team. But I think if we said to him, we need you one more year, he would have done it. But he I obviously, he too, yeah. I feel like we've just, he wanted to leave, but we've just accepted that, but you can't just let him leave and then not bring anyone else in. I think, I think because of his age and the fact that he wanted to leave, I think, and this comes back to the Broha thing. I think because we've got him, so in theory, you've still got the three strikers in the squad, Tammy, Timo, and Broha. I think it was like, okay, we can let Giroud go. He's older. He wants to leave. He's done a lot for the club, blah, blah. But then I think it'll be it'll be a different situation if and when we sell Tammy. Yeah, that's... If that happens, a- it'll be like, okay. It's a bit of a domino type of thing. Now do something, yeah. Yeah, now do something. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, Chelsea, uh, I think they are good negotiators. Marina's obviously a great negotiator, but just it's frustrating from an external point of view not seeing anything. Like I know some things don't get out to the media, which is what they want. They want everything behind closed doors, but um, it's just you just feel like right now is the time. It's the time to start. Like the legacy should start now. Do you know what I mean? Like after that Champions League win. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like we're a Haaland away from a set or Haaland or Rice away from at least midfield and in the attacking phase, we're set for many years to come. But I, I genuinely believe if we get Haaland and Rice, we will win the league. And if we don't, it would be a it would be a failure. Well, like, it looks like Kane have you heard these new Kane rooms that came out only a couple of hours ago about one sixty million? To City. To City, yes. Yeah. So apparently Shit. um Kane's agent, his brother has a good relationship with a reporter who came out and said that um, they've had discussions for months and Levy has come to the fact that he's like, he'll let him go for 160 and city obviously will pay that. So, okay. Well then it would be a very, very good title race between city and Chelsea. If, if we got Haaland, but if we don't get Haaland, I don't think we'll get near city. No. Well, I've got to be honest with you. Um, I don't think, I, I think we can't have, I've got an expectation on Haaland if he comes, but I don't think he'll reach Kane's levels yet. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not expecting. So I think like... I think City will wipe it again. But if we, mm. I can't fathom us sitting there watching City get Kane and us oh, not going for Haaland. That that'll burn even more because it'll be like you're literally giving you're talking them about the this league. closing gap. You're talking about it all the time. Close the gap. Close the gap. Close the gap. You know what to do. Every Chelsea fan knows what you need to do to close the gap. It, it is yep. quite, it is really simple. Do you it's know what obvious. I mean? It's like a stupidly obvious. And I'm not ignorant in the sense that I know transfers are quite complex. They're not, it's not FIFA career mode, but yeah, 
us as fans, I think majority of us just want us to see us attempt. It's just about attempt. I, I'm not going to sit here and say, do you know what I mean? Like, go, just. I mean, I'll, I'll be disappointed if we don't get him, but yeah. I'll be more disappointed if we don't try. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's all. We, like, that's all we ask. That is all we're asking for is is trying because yeah. that's all you can do. You, all you can do is try. But but and like and like we say try, but everything we've seen has been if you offer Dortmund this much, it would be dumb for them to turn it down. Exactly. Exactly. So they it's don't like, look like mugs. They don't look like mugs. Like, unless it's literally a case of because. I think we'll move on and, and talk about this as well. But the outgoings that we've had so far, I think we've raised about 50 million. Yeah, over that now, um, a couple of young guys leaving. Yeah, so unless we are just literally gaining funds, we need a little bit more cash. So, okay, it's, it's, it sucks to see young, young talents leave, like Lewis Bate, um, Mark, Mark Wahey, who I was very excited to see play for Chelsea, but that won't happen. Um, you know, Tammy obviously thinks he's got about a forty million pound um, price tag that we've put on him. We'll probably sell him for around twenty five thirty, I think, um, unless he's using a deal or whatsoever. But Emerson as well, he's got a twenty million pound uh, transfer fee, transfer asking price, yeah. asking price. Um, I think uh, Inter keen on him, but unless it's just literally effective build funds, we've got the money, but we need a little bit more. We need the we need wages. And they just yeah. go. And because I know there's, I think there's three weeks to the Super Cup final, four no, weeks to the Premier League starts. That. Yeah, that's that's sickening. Um, it's doable. It's still doable. It's not all doom and gloom just yet. Just yet, yeah. But it's, we're it's, fucking close. We are very, very close. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, it, it's hard when it comes to heart. Well, same as, as Rice as well. When it comes to negotiation, I know negotiation takes a while, especially with a big deal. But yeah. the more the time goes on, the more chance they're going to say no to anything because they're not going yeah. to have enough time to replace. Unless exactly, or Malin, Malin looks like it is done. It's done. Yeah. So yeah. that is positive. Obviously, everyone's saying it's a Sancho replacement, but I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think know. He's is. not a winger. He's not a winger, and not. Sancho would mainly play on the right for Dortmund. Yeah. Malin's not a right winger. If anything, he'd be a left winger. Yes, yeah, so I know they've got they've got Torgan Hazard as well, who had an outstanding Euro. So I think he'll play on the left. Um, yeah. so yeah, I don't. And the thing is, from like without trying to be biased because I'm a Chelsea fan, but if you're if you're a Dortmund fan, right, and you see Sancho go for ninety, mm. and then you see them bring in Mar- Malin, I think it's thirty million euros. So it's like twenty six million pound. Yeah. If you move on Harlan for hundred and fifty knowing that he's going for about 65, 70 next summer, he's going 100%. Yeah. If I was a Dorman fan, I would accept one year of maybe not being up there with all that money to rebuild. They don't even need to rebuild really, but they can, that's so much money that they can reinvest in the squad. Like, 100%. you know what I mean? Like, like as you said, they picked up Marlon for 26 million. Who's, who's saying they can't go get two, two three, three players? Of those type of signings, 100%, who will be in the next few years worth three times that. Yeah, well, they that's don't. What, that's what they do. They the thing is though, they don't really need. They don't need that much. They they've got that young guy coming through the academy. I can't remember his name. Um, like uh, the Af- he's African. You, you, you Moko or something like yeah, that. Something like that. He is. Oh got man, I can't think of his name. He's got massive yeah. apps on him. So that's uh, don't, don't you worry. I use him on Football Manager. He by the time he's 20, freak. 
Yeah. So like people are saying, oh, there's no way Dortmund would sell both in one summer. They'd be screwed. They're not going to, they're not going to be screwed. They're still going to no, have a no great chance. They're more screwed if they sell him next summer. Yeah, exactly. So like, he, I mean, Harlan's leaving. It's either this summer or next summer. So yeah, Chelsea pay the fucking money and you'll get him. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't know. But, but yeah, I guess with those two big deals, I think it's uh, hopefully we can come back on a round table in about a month and start just talking shit about them. Oh, that would be nice. That'd be nice. But, just quickly, because I know I know there's a you've got a an idea of a plan B. I mean, apart from Lukaku, who obviously would be yeah great for Chelsea, but I, I I do believe he wants to stay in Inter. Um, yeah. Well, you, your plan B being twenty million pound Danny Ings. Do you want to talk about that a bit? Um, yeah, so if this um, these big money deals sort of fall away, which there's no doubt that it could happen, I yep. think that um, bringing in Danny Ings as a stopgap and then hoping that the Harlan situation, um, we can bring him in next summer. Um, this, I think this it kind of relies on Tammy as well. If Tammy, if we can get 40 million for Tammy, I would be not against 20 million for Ings bringing him for a season. Um, 100%. I just think he would be a short-term impact that could, um, when he's in a team with a lot of possession, a lot of chances, I think he'll score more goals than he has in the past couple of years, which has been pretty good. I think he's got, he got 22 the season before last, and then he got 15. So like, it's not incredible, but it's decent numbers. Mm. Um, and I, I think I think he'd score more than Timo. I think he'd easily score more than Timo. So, oh, this so. is look. This is people probably laugh at me, but I honestly think if if we got Harland, Timo would be different. He'd be a different player than what we saw last season. I, yeah, I think I tend to agree. I think he would. I, I think it, it would just change because the pressure wouldn't be on him. On it, it wouldn't be on him. It'd be on Harland, and I feel like Harland, what we've seen so far, I know he's young, but he can handle pressure. He loves it. He thrives on it. Um, I mean, I just feel, yeah, I think you're right. I think Timo would just play his own game, play off of Harland, and just score goals. But again, Chelsea don't like doing things that make sense. <laughs> so we will see. We're probably the front three next season is probably just going to be. Timo Havertz Mount, probably. And look, that isn't the it's absolute still good. world. It it's isn't, still very good. When you look at the possibility of what I could know. be. I know. Oh, man. I don't, I, don't want to be, I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be, you know what I mean? Spoiled. Yeah. Because we have been spoiled the past 12 months with signings. 100%. Um, I, I just, it just baffles me how we can all see it. And surely they can as well. It just... Yeah, I think that's it's- why. That's why. Like, that's what it's keeping me going. That I really feel like that Chelsea know. So, um, Marina, Roman, they know. Well, that yarn. So I'm just hoping they're working a bit. They're working through it. The Norwegian bloke, Jan Foyerth, whatever his name is, Foyer, yeah. um, said that they were talking about Haaland months before the Champions League final and on the Champions League final about mm-hmm. how that's like Roman wants him. You know what I mean? Roman wants him so badly. If that is the case, there there is no chance that we're not bidding for him. Surely, I don't know. It just baffles me. Baffles me because it makes so much sense. So much sense. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts thinking about it. But 
look, we'll move on from that because I think we just get really riled up about it because it's we so badly. But yeah. we always get what we want. But we'll continue on another negative. Oh, no. Talk about the outs. Well, I think yeah. mentioned a few of the young guys. It, yeah. Does this worry? Does this worry you? These young players leaving. My opinion on it. I saw a good tweet uh, on Twitter. I think it was by Matisse. You know Matisse. Yeah. Really yep. big Chelsea football Twitter accounts. It was a play on words with like a like a school ground atmosphere where you've got the uh, the year 11s have come back. From uh, from a school trip, that's your Ruben Loftus Cheek, your Miss Sonder. Um, you counted Tammy Abraham and all that sort of stuff in that. Yeah. They've rocked up, and the year nines are like, wait, what? What's going on? We we were supposed to be, you know, um, picked for the school's uh, soccer team. That's your Lewis Bate. That's your Livermento, um, Mark Wahey. So they've gone, oh fuck yeah, we'll we'll go. There's obviously too many players here, so we'll go. We'll find an opportunity elsewhere. And my opinion on it is. All those players who have come back, I know we get a lot of stick for the loan army, but you can't tell me it doesn't work. You can't tell me that if we loan a player out, they either come back, they get a chance in the first team. If it doesn't work, we sell them for a profit. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm okay with giving Musonda a chance. He's had a terrible run with injuries. I'm okay with giving him a chance. Ruben Loftus-Cheek is a baller. If he gets an opportunity, he will do well. Dujon Sterling come back in for the, I think it's the first time in three years he's had a proper preseason because he hasn't been injured. And apparently Tuchel likes him. I have no issue with that. These guys have been here longer than the young guys coming through. It sucks. It sucks because Lewis Bates a great midfielder. The one that hurts is Livermento because I really do think he will be, he'll be a starting Premier League fullback. And you know what, um, you know what's even more frustrating? It's, it's a big, a good example is Tarek Lamptey. Like Tarek Lamptey, We've, yep. we've seen him through under 21s and under 23s and obviously great player. And yep. we saw him debut against Arsenal, but, and look, this isn't, this isn't a dig at anyone because it's how it is, but obviously we know the quality. And then he goes to Brighton and then all the talk from the fans, like, Oh, how good is this right back? Blah, blah, blah. Like it's like, we knew yep. this for years. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm yep. worried that's going to happen and I hate it. It really like annoys me. It's going to happen. Uh, and I, the only thing Chelsea, I think Chelsea have done, the best they can in this situation because these players want to leave and get an, get an opportunity. We've got 20 million from Mark Gray, who was the best center back in the championship last season. He's a very good player, but 20 million for someone who's only had one full season in the championship. Mm. That's good. It's business. a good deal for Chelsea because the, the, there is the buyback match option. So yeah. Yeah. It's and it's like, so someone comes in for him, we've got first option at him. So yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I don't think the Lewis Bate deal has got that, but I think that's got sell-on clauses. I think that's got like, mm. um, I think it's got performance clauses as well as we get a certain percentage of the next sale or something like that. Um, and who was the other one? Livermento. That hasn't really happened yet, but I think he will go to Brighton. I think that's the no the closest um, team that is linked to him. But yeah, it sucks because they are... Our academy is one of the best in the world. They are talented players, but if they don't want to stay and fight for their fight for their position, I'm okay with it. Yeah, well, um, it's hard. Like it's disappointing, but you can't expect a club that is fighting for honors every year yep. to develop an academy that promotes youth all the time. It doesn't exactly. It can't. It's not ethical enough. It doesn't work. Like no. there's going to be people that 
are going to want to leave. And that's just how it is. It's a shame. 100%, 100%. It depends on if you're someone who advocates for youth and um, is pissed off about this and it's a joke, blah, blah, blah. Then do you want Chelsea to be uh, mediocre for, not mediocre, but do you know what I mean? Do you want to sacrifice honours for that? Like I know obviously Mason Mountain, James and all them coming through is massive and that's thanks to Lampard, but mm-hmm. like that isn't always going to happen. And there's going to, if you continuously lo- rely on the youth Academy, there's going to be periods of time where you will be mediocre. You know what I mean? You're not going to be challenged. But logistically you cannot have three or four youth team players come through the first team every season. Like no, it's impossible and have them all stay. You just can't. So you're going to get, periods of time where multiple come through at once and then there will be a few years where no one does exactly. and that's just the way it is look at um and it's more the, about it's about timing as well isn't it it's timing 100 well well timing look at the dom Solanke, izzy brown um lewis baker when those three were coming through they were supposed to make it i'm pretty sure they all played um they won the, the, at least one champions league game under Mourinho. they were there they were in the first team yeah. Where's Solanke now? Where's Izzy Brown now? I think Lewis Baker's still at the club. Somehow, yeah, he's at preseason. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it just can't happen all the time. Yeah, thankfully, they slip through the cracks. Happened, it's always going to happen. 100%. 100%. But thankfully, when it did happen, we got some absolute ballers out of it. Exactly. Who just lifted the Champions League trophy. Yeah, which is, well, so, what can you want, really? 100%. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's really, it's complex, but... It's just a balance. It's about a balance. Like I'm not saying avoid all all youth academy and just sign backups all the time. I'm not saying mm. that. I'm saying it's about timing. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. About timing. It's about opportunity. It's about. I, I think because of our loan army, I think these players. I think it, to, to make it to the Chelsea first team, you've got to have a loan. I think you've got to have a loan. Yeah. The only player that hasn't had a loan is Callum Hudson Odoi. Yeah. But yeah, I just I think I think the way to get in is have have a loan, prove that you can do it. Mason Mount had two loans, like, and look look where he's now. Like seriously, that's it's just what you've got to do. Yeah, no, definitely. But honestly, no no disregard to them as uh, as players or people. Like, no, I, no way. I don't have any grudges against them. If they want to, obviously, they want to they feel like that's the best way they can push their career, then that's fair enough. I don't have any grudges against them because no way. It, 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 like historically it doesn't happen that often at Chelsea. So that's fair enough. I'm honestly, there's no grudges towards them at all. And I'm going to follow their careers. I hope they do well. Yeah. And when they do do well, I can, I can say that our Academy is the best in the world. <laughs> like, yeah. So <laughs> is what it is. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, moving on from from ins and outs, we'll talk about preseason for a bit. There hasn't preseason's been. I got to be honest, it's been piss poor. <laughs> not not from quality or anything, just from a fan's point of view. We haven't. Oh got, yes, we've got a couple of videos. We got a video yeah. every day or some shit. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. Me? Like yeah, back in 2015, I remember they used to have Chelsea TV. I think we went to Germany, played four games in a week. You could watch every <laughs> game for free. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know we're, I think we're hosting Bournemouth next week and that's going to be on the app. Yeah. We've got Bournemouth, free. which you can watch for free. And then we've got Spurs and Arsenal. Yeah. We've got Spurs and Arsenal and they're or, both like yeah. eight pounds to watch or something like that. So yeah, that's going to um, be sick. 
But did you hear about the before the Spurs game? There's going to be the Champions League parade. That's yes, going to be very funny. That's going to be the content there. He's going to be unbelievable. Oh, uh, so good. Did you did you see that overnight? There was the intro squad friendly. Yes, Broha scored, didn't he? Broha and Hudson Odoi scored. One one draw. Yeah, because the the game in they're in Ireland at the moment, and the game in Ireland got um, called off. Called off. I think because there was a, a couple of COVID cases. I heard. Yeah. Which that's. I'm not sure whether it was us or them. Yeah, I'm hoping it's not us. I don't know, but um, that's another massive um, sort of influence of this season is going to be COVID yeah. because even though they might be vaccinated, if they get COVID, then they're gone for two weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So some teams we get absolutely slapped. And look, being a Roosters fan in the NRL, I'm sorry, Bryce, I'm going to bring that over to Chelsea and then half our squad will be gone. <laughs> yeah, that would not be good. And we saw how it impacted Havertz in the first six months of the season. So Exactly. Exactly. Not going to be good at all. But I yeah. guess everyone's under the same boat. So yeah, every, whatever every, happens, happens. Really? But, yeah. But yeah, I think... Um, I agree with you on the preseason point, though. I don't. It doesn't. But it, it also it might even come back to the transfers bit because of how little mm. movement there is there. The entire preseason just feels a bit flat. Yeah. But yeah, it is what it is. We can't really complain. We just we just <laughs> won the Champions League. So. That's what I mean, though. Like you, <laughs> you got to pull yourself back a bit and think, shit. We just won the UCL. I can't complain. I'm not complaining. See how many I'm times not... I can? I'm just trying to see how many times I can mention it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's I don't know. I think it's just a waiting game. As frustrating as it is, it's trying mm. to forget about it, I guess. But at least we've got football we can watch coming up. So Both I don't really cannot wait. Yeah, so that'd be good. Um, yeah. So moving on, um, looking at the start of the season. So we versed Crystal Palace on the opening day at Stamford Bridge. That is going to um, go off. Yeah, I'm so excited. Looking to forward that. to this. No matter what happens in the transfer window, I'm looking forward to this. Full crowds are back. Yep, they'll do a they'll do a trophy presentation and a they? trophy presentation. I hope. Yeah. Oh. Be, yeah, they'll come out. Well, they'll just come out with it before before the game. But that would be that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think Palace. It's going to be interesting to see go. He starts. It'd be. Oh, the irony of him coming and having a masterclass. Having a stormer, yeah, that would be Just awesome. Twist the knife in, isn't it? Fucking hell. He's a baller, man. He's going to do so well. He, I'm telling you now, he's going to play for England by the end of the year. Count me out on that. He'll be playing for England. Yeah. yeah. I can see that I happening. Honestly, I, honestly, I honestly think he will. Um, it's such a good... Palace have absolutely rinsed us there. I don't know how... That's a... Like, for them... Ridiculous signing. Ridiculous signing. Yeah, it's a, it's a dub for Palace. I like Palace, though. I actually don't mind Palace. To be honest. No, I don't mind him. I don't mind him. Yeah, there's rumours for a while there that Frankie Lampard was going to go there. Yeah. The Vieira. Interesting. Yeah, um, but wh- when we look at this game, um, what are your sort of, not predictions on the result, but more about the lineup? What, what do you think? Do you think that the Euros players get three weeks of holiday? Um, since the Euros finished. I think they're in week, at the end of week two now. So they've got one more yeah, week holiday. One more week. So they'll have, okay. what, two weeks of preseason under their belt, really? So they'll, is that two weeks before the Super Cup or two weeks before the Prem? So they'll only have a, have one week before the Super Cup? 
So say they come back the 30th of July. So they're going to have like two, oh, about two weeks before the okay. prem. Before um, the I, I mean, I think we can, oh, I don't want to say this because Villarreal beat United to oh, get to this. I'm scared too. I want this trophy bad after what happened the last two times. Yeah, after um, what happened against Liverpool, man. Uh, um, well, the last three times. We've, we've lost it three times. Oh, Falcao, don't don't say that name. That oh my god. Oh that makes anyway. me sick that game. <laughs> um oh. yeah, I, I want that, but I think I genuinely think we'll see the two very different lineups in both those games. Super Cup and the Crystal Palace game. Because I think Super Cup, I don't think the Euros players will play. I think you'll see Pulisic, Hudson Adoy, maybe Timo because Germany got knocked out early. I think I think Havertz. So I think oh Havertz as well. I like, think Germany. Well, forgetting Italy and England, I think the other nations probably will come back before them. So I think they might come back next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And Al Rudiger as well. Like. Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll see two very different lineups, but it'll be it'll be three four three. In both games, and I think we'll see Kepper in the Super Cup and Mendy in the Prem. No. Do not play <laughs> cup final. Oh, mate, mate. I can call it. It's redemption final. season. It's redemption no. season. Ariza Balaga. No, nah. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not joking when I say <laughs> Mendy is in goal against Leicester. That team and Stroud, he's not going in. It's not. Yep. And that's not yep. Kepa's fault because Kepa is just a bit shorter. It's not his yep. fault, but it's a managed. You're, like, you're right. You just, you just, it just pisses facts. <laughs> Uh, look in another world Mendy might have started We might have won But then we might have lost To Man City So I'm happy the way it is Yeah it's, <laughs> This timeline's good But this timeline Keep going Oh god But no I disagree Kepper is not playing That game <laughs> He will You say, you want, this, you, say will. you want this bad And then you say You want Kepper in goal I almost say No 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 I don't want him in there He will oh. play He'll play, He'll Let, play. Yeah. Let, Let's raise his value <laughs> Value is Value is not going up Put it that no, way. No chance. No um, chance at all. But yeah, so I don't know. It's gonna be. I'm. I'm very, very keen for this start of the season. Hundred um, percent. Probably the first game when we draw nil all or lose. Oh, the is three one on one. So we don't sign Harlan. We don't sign Rice. And we lose to Palace. And then day. yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna. Oh. It's gonna be like the um the Burnley opening day. Remember the first game after we won the league when we first signed with Nike. And we lost. We were three 0 down in the first like half an hour to Burnley at home. Remember that? And Morata scored, what? and then David Luiz scored. Oh my god! Yeah, it's gonna. It's Cahill, got, Cahill got sent off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> feel sick. Oh. I feel ill. I feel sick. I know, but I tell you what, we love fucking up an opening day. I tell you, we do. Remember, it was I think it was the one before that where it was the two-two draw with Swansea, Mourinho and the um, the medical chick. Had the had this uh, had this had the yeah. Uh, yeah that was yeah had the spew on like far out. It, it's hard though when we look at our history oh, the fuck. seasons after success it's more Premier League though success it's yeah. more because I think the season after we won the Champions League we actually played we were, we were good we won the Europa League yeah we had a really good season that was in Hazard mm. game obviously mm. hopefully that happens but we'll move in we'll move in move on to some predictions. Now, this okay. is going to be interesting. Spicy. 
so first of all, we'll move into breakthrough. So who do you think will have a breakthrough season? This might not mean an academy player, but a player that might raise his worth, raise mm-hmm. expectation a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit of a thinker, but probably put you on the spot there because I haven't even really thought about it that much. I have two in mind. Okay. Actually, I've got like three names floating around, but they sort of... They they might move into some other categories that we've got here. So mm. I think Breakthrough could be hudson Adoy. Yep. Or Malangsar. Mm. This is... Yeah. Because I think if we stay with the three, Malangasar on that left side, left side would be that, that's yeah. be special. There's a there's a lot of players you can put in this because there's a lot of potential for breakthroughs. I can mm. see a lot of potential. Mm. Um, what about you? What do you reckon? Look, I was thinking about Mason Mount at the start, but obviously Mason Mount's expectation is so high now, so I don't think it's hard for him to really break that. Like, yeah, I think he's, I I think he's done it. I'd say, I'd say last season was his breakthrough. Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, it's hard. I was sort of thinking about Pulisic because I think Pulisic is one Ooh. that he's never, he's always had injury problems and he's never strung 10 games in a row together. I think that this could really be, when I mean breakthrough, like mean he's raised a tier in his exploit, in his rating and sort of expectation. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like he apparently now he's just a, you know, a backup winger that gets ten contributions a year. But like, I think this could be, could be the year that he he, really, ha- he has the potential to be a next level player. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like the run after the COVID break last uh, uh, nineteen twenty. Yeah, yeah. He was world class. Him and Giroud yeah. on the back. Carried us. The goal and the goal he set up against Liverpool for Tammy is a joke. That, the, oh, that game, man! Wow. Nutmegs Joe Gomez dribbles past Van Dyke. Like he is a baller. I'd one hundred percent agree. Agree that he can. He can definitely have a breakthrough. Yeah, because the, the way the reasoning I've said that is purely down to what you just said. Seeing what he has done and yeah. what he's putting up statistically and consistently, yeah, breakthrough potential is definitely there. And I think I'm hoping that this, this is the season that sort of happens. But it's hard because if that happens, then like that pushes hudson Adoy out of the team, that pushes Ziyech yeah, out of the man. team. Do you know what I mean? It's so... God, it's in the attacking phase. Other than the striker, <laughs> literally, you it's so insane. so many players. Insane. You have so many fucking players. Um, but yeah, so moving on, bigger shock. So this could be negative. It could be positive. But I, I've Ooh. thought about this. Do you want to do both? Do you want to do negative and positive? Ah, uh, negative players. <laughs> Pick two players. All right, all right, we'll start with negatives. If you okay. can think of a negative, I, I know a positive. Um, negative. Oh no, I, oh. I have, I have a. Actually, I got a good negative. I got a good negative. I got, I got two. Oh so no! First one, first one's Timo Werner. He could. Get worse. Now, it's hard to think, but he could literally. What's that get worse. I don't. I've seen a little bit from him, but some. There's 
ninety percent of the time when I see him on the ball, makes me I just I I just I have to lower my expectations because he literally he loves doing nothing. He loves he either drives the wrong way with the ball, and then he'll end up on his left foot and he'll shit himself. <laughs> it just I really really hope that he can turn it around, but I think he could literally just fall off the face of the earth and we've got to sell him to some random fucking German team. Do you know, it would be absolute, absolute scenes. If not scenes, bad scenes, negative. If Tammy ended up leaving and we didn't get Harland and then Chelsea announced that Werner was our new number nine, <laughs> could it get much worse? Uh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I don't I think it could. To... to be honest, I don't think it could. <laughs> but look, look um, at, Sorry, look, just to bounce off that, looking at Werner, um, before, once we announced him, it was, there was still, because of COVID, not because of COVID, I can't remember. I can't remember what it was. Was it because of COVID? It was because of COVID. Um, the Bundesliga went on a couple of, I think it was about yeah, that's right. weeks after we were pretty much done deal with him. Yeah. And I remember I watched him play for the last probably five or six games for Leipzig. And he genuinely, he was a type of player for them that you would go get Werner the ball. He's going to do something. He's going to score. He's going to assist. He's going to be like, do you know what I mean? Just give him the ball. It was like a hazard situation. Like you give him the ball. Oh and he's going to do but the thing I noticed about the Bundesliga and watching him in the Bundesliga is the high lines in the Bundesliga are a joke. Honestly, are a joke. I don't know if it's because of counterattacking or anything, but a lot of his goals came from, from counters and came yeah. from, quick turnarounds and getting him behind and driving at the defense with a lot of space in front of him, which when you're at Sanford bridge against Burnley, that ain't happening. No. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's, that's where the problem is a lot. Um, like lies, but there's I, I evidence know. of that is the two goals he scored against Southampton when he, yes. he looked like a world-class player. Yes. Like lets the ball run it at nutmegs, the Southampton defender runs around three players, puts it in. And then the other one where he chips, he, he like gets, gets to it before the keeper and chips him. Like, Yeah, but, but this is the thing though. I think that crowds are going to help him. Okay. I, well, okay, the home yeah. crowd. I think the home, the, the feeling of being in front of a crowd, I think could help him and help his confidence. Like I know sometimes you could flip that and go, well, what happens if the crowd are booing him and shit? Like I get that, yeah. but like, I think the hype of the crowd, even though apparently he's got hearing problems. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, shit. The noise problem. Oh, my goodness. But look, I guess we'll, time will tell with that. What, what was your other negative? My other negative, which pains me to say, Mendy. Mm, I was thinking about that. I, he and what was makes you think so that? Good. I just, he was so good. He made some great saves, but he was also, our defense was ridiculous. The system Tusha was playing, we weren't conceding many shots. And my fear is there could be more opportunity this season for him to be caught out. Mm. I, he, he's a better keeper than Kepa, no question. I don't think he's a three or four year keeper for us. I think 
this this season will be either his last season for Chelsea or he'll stay for a few more years. Because I know he's he's twenty nine thirty. Uh, I think he's twenty nine now. Also, he could be our keeper for the next five years if he performs. I just feel like this season there's a chance for him to be caught out and not be as consistent, and then that might make our board go, okay, we need a keeper. Mm. That, that's definitely that's huge. I I don't, I don't agree that it's going to happen, but I agree your, your premise of of the argument. Yeah. Mm. That's where I just it just frustrates me about Donnarumma. But I don't want to sound. I love Mendy. I love him, but like, oh, he's, he's a legend. There. He's a Chelsea legend. Yeah, he is. But he's like, a Chelsea legend. When you look at, I guess everything's not always like FIFA, but <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Donnarumma, he's twenty one. He's had yeah. so much experience already. Like. I know he, not going, not going for him. I can't explain it to you. But but that's the thing that you can't have Kepa, who's on 150k a week with another four years on his contract, and then Donnarumma with five years, and then Mendy with five years or whatever. Why not have that? Donnarumma was on a free. You yeah, pay, but you wages. pay his agent. You pay his agent. You pay his wages. Yeah, but his wages, he'd be on like 500k, 400k at PSG. Yeah, probably. It's like a Kimi. That is my money. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think. So for me, a negative. Oh no! This hurts, pains me. Also pains if me. If you, I'm scared about who you're going to say. No, no, no! I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I think I know. You. <laughs> I'm going to say that this is the year. This will be Aspilicueta's final year, and when I say that, I think he will. Oh. He will. He will fall off the. He won't. I don't think he will be terrible, but I think he will be exposed when it comes to his age. And it's just, we'll look at him at the end of the year and say, yeah, it's time. That hurts. That fucking hurts. It hurts, but it could happen. You're right. You're right. He's 32? Uh, Yeah, I think think he's 32 or maybe turning 33. Fuck, that hurts. But... But look, it's I don't. I pray. I pray we don't get in a Vanovich situation, because that was like here and then hit the floor within three games, like yeah. just not even on the same planet as being a Premier League player. I I hope. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, I can just see him being potentially phased out of the team, but yeah. I still think I, I still think he's our run-on captain. I still think that. Oh, 100%. 100%. He'll still start the season right centre-back and then just sort of see what happens. Yeah. Look, if that happens, which I don't want it to happen, it's just me thinking about, do you know what I mean, being realistic. Mm. Not real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm sort of trying to think. But mm. if that does happen, that sort of folds into my argument about next summer being our summer of centre-backs because yeah. that happens. Aspilicueta, Rudiger, Christensen, Thiago Silva all could be gone. Jesus Christ. And Malang Saar, we don't know how he's going to go. So if he doesn't... And, and at the moment, the rumour is the centre-back that we could, could sell is Zuma. And Zuma. That's, that's oh, everyone. Yeah. That's yeah, everyone. Zuma, yeah, that's that's our whole centre-back. Like, Holy what? shit. So, you know what I mean? I think there should be some transition there. But that's where Gurhi hurts. But I get that. I've got to be honest... Uh, probably not, but if he had an outstanding season, we no, nah, but Chelsea wouldn't want to look like mugs, but like to come back in for him next summer. But one player that I, I do admire is Pau Torres. I like Pau Torres, left footed centre back. I think he's got it a could, big... it could be one we go for. Yeah. But that's but, the thing, like if we play if we play the three, we're gonna have to buy three centre backs. <laughs> like yeah. it's gonna it's unless and that that's 
every time I think about it, Mark Goahy, what the fuck? Anyway, that one, that one is the one that doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, um, I just like without getting too far ahead of us, there are many possibilities for centre backs next season. Um, but yeah, it, you're right. It's 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 literally we're gonna have no centre backs come a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll move on. Positive. 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 <laughs> positive biggest shock. I, I think we should have the same one. Yeah. Yeah. Or well, is it going to be a shock to us, though? Oh, shock fuck to, no. Shock to the Prem. What are you telling? I'm going to be telling everyone, mate. I've been telling you this for five fucking years. Uh, <laughs> Ruby Loftus Cheek. Oh, baby. It's happening. Ruby. Ruby. It's happening. 100% is happening. He's yeah. staying. He's staying. He's going to play. He's staying and he, he will be able to play the two in midfield. Or and the two behind the striker. And the two behind the striker. 100 million percent. Yeah. Oh, oh man. If, I, if I get to see a front three of Mason Mount, Kai Havertz and Ruben Loftus-Cheek, I might not recover. <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah, that, 100 percent. That, that's what, when I thought a positive shock... To me, and probably to you, it's not a shock. But to no. other Premier League fans, it would be a shock. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm hoping. You know what's going to happen, though? It happened last year. Remember how he played at Brighton? And then um, it's like, oh, he's going on loan to Fulham. I was like... <sighs> did he play at Brighton? Remember he played the first game? I'm pretty sure. Did he? Pretty sure he did. Am I wrong? Wasn't that, wasn't that the friendly? Because we played Brighton in a friendly. Oh, it could have been the friendly. It could have been the friendly. Play Brighton in the friendly and then play them game one. Yeah, yeah. It could have been the friendly. Yeah, so um, look, that's my positive. It's obviously yours as well. But look, people probably laugh at us, but I see I've seen him play and I know what he can do. 100%. He's unique in his skill set when it is on. It just needs to be on more often. Oh, yes. Almost unmatched physically. Yeah. He is a freak. I, I don't want to say this because it's not a comparison. It isn't. But when it comes to physicality and drive on the ball, it reminds me a bit of Yaya Toro. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. It's, but look, oh, apparently I'm comparing him. I'm not comparing him. You're not comparing him. You're I'm just saying, likening him to a, a play style. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, look... If see if a Declan Rice and that doesn't happen, you just you know what I mean. It's frustrating not seeing Cummings, but it could be a silver lining there. I think I think we're gonna have if the Rice thing happens, we're gonna have an abundance of centre midfielders, which mm-hmm. is okay because there's many games that if especially if we stick with the three four three, those remember, two do a lot of work. Remember, we have African Cup of Nations and we have the Club World Cup, so that's gonna be extra games. Well, oh shit, but. African, who are African players? Mendy. Mendy, uh, Ziyech. Potentially Hudson Adoy because there's talks about yeah, Ghana. Yeah. Ghana. But, um, but yeah. But that'll be interesting. Our RLC season, baby. God, it would be nice. It'd be so nice. Oh, mate. Yeah, it's just, oh, it'd be nice. It would be so good. Oh, I love oh. that, man. All right, moving on. Top scorer. Top scorer will go... Jorginho. 
<laughs> oh, I feel sick. <laughs> that makes me. That makes not Jorginho. Just the, that. It's just that makes being me a stat. Absolutely ill. Ridiculous. Um, Who do you reckon top scorer? This is hard. I think it's easy. What were you going to say, Harland? No. I, if we get Harland, yes. <laughs> but there's one player that I'm like, he's going to play the most games and he's going to score the most goals. Havertz. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we don't get a striker, Havertz. Yeah. I think he gets in the most... Oh, no. Timo gets in the most goal-throwing opportunities, but <laughs> put it in the back of the net. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think this is going to be a uh, a big, big season for Kai Havertz. I, I think Havertz, realistically, a great season for him would be 15 league goals. Yep. 15 league goals and I'd, I'd, love, I'd, be I'd love 20 contributions in the league. 20 contributions oh, yeah. in the league. I, I, that would be fantastic for him. Um, but yeah, I, at this point, I'd say, I'd say Havertz. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. And what about assists? I I have three. So this Sorry, didn't Timo get the most assists last season? He did. He did. Fucking fraud. Oh, um, <laughs> um, I think it's a battle between both our wingbacks and Mason. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mason yeah. wants set pieces and stuff, but him playing around the front three, he'll he'll play. He, him and Havertz are going to play next to every game. Um. And then our fullbacks, James and, and Chile. Because Chile, Chile likes a corner. Um, True. And they, and they bomb forward. And I think they're, they're more inclined to cross in if Kai Havertz or hopefully Harlan's playing up front instead of Timo. So. I think Mount, Mount's the most sensible option because yeah. it's so hard to pick your front three. Like, I know we've got our wingbacks, but when it comes to like the attack, you don't really know who's going to start every game yet. We probably don't yeah. have it. Havertz is written on. But yeah. oh, Havertz and Mount are probably most likely written on. And then that third yeah. spot's up for grabs. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think Mount, for me, at this point, would be, would be my pick for assists. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right with but that. Player of the year. We'll wrap it up here. The big, the big Ooh, player of the year. Not, the not for Prem, but just for, nah, for us. Premier League um, player of the year. Yeah. Oh, no, no, sorry, not Premier League player, just player of the year. Sorry, player of the year for Chelsea. For Chelsea. I think the two names like I've just said. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm happy. Havertz or Mount. Yeah. Like, but I think probably Havertz because Havertz will get the goals that Mason won't. Yeah, I think Havertz will get more um, than Mason will, but um, I, I just think. I just hope, but I can see. I think there's going to be another level. There's going to be another level of Havertz next season. I think we saw it. I think we we saw the the beginnings of it. Back half of the year, the Champions League final, the Euros. He was he was close to Germany's best player, if not Germany's best player. So, yeah, no, yeah, it's going to be a big, big season for Kai Havertz, and I can't wait. Yeah, I, um, I can't wait either. Obviously, if we add. Those one or two players, I will be frothing from the mouth. Put it that yep. way. Frothing you, from more places than one. Give give our team Harland, please, and you will see. And you'll see. Because Jorginho was our top, top goal scorer. That is dumb. That is a joke. 
Well, look, this is, before, before we wrap up, just thinking about that, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying paper over the cracks because that's not, there's no, there's not cracks, but us winning the Champions League is fantastic and it's great. Like great, great team. And I love this team that's won it. But Chelsea fans seem to forget how we actually performed in the league last year. You know what I mean? We scraped top four. We weren't yep. playing good football. Do you know what I mean? We we were we would scrape the one nils. Do you know what I mean? The one nils, the yeah. nils. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It was short at the back. You know, what I mean, defensively we were we were good, yeah. But we weren't we weren't great as a whole at all, no. really. And there was like a couple of games where our attack looked good. I think it was I think we played. I think the UCL games. run, the UCL run, look, UCL yeah, run. Was that fantastic. was you know we, we were un- yeah. we were really good pretty much every game. But in yep. the Premier League, we were very disappointing. Very. Terrible. Terrible. And I don't want our board to think... I, I'm, I'm hoping they're not silly enough to sit there and think, this team won the Champions League. This team can win the Premier League. Yeah. yeah. Because what we've seen with this team is, no, they cannot win the Premier League. Nope. They're far from winning the Premier League. So I'm hoping, I'm praying to the gods... <laughs> They understand. Yeah, I'm praying to. I just want to make just, a quick mention of the man himself, Thomas Thomas Dougal. I am very excited to see what he can do with this squad going forward. Because what? Because 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 of what he's just done. Like, give give the man the tools he wants. Because he wants he wants rice. And he wants Harland. And he wants Harland. Everyone at the club wants Harland. Really? Why? Yeah. Yeah, the big man upstairs. Could be special. On Come on, could be special. Could be a special time ahead for Chelsea. That's it, hundred percent. So that's obviously a nice way to wrap everything up. You've pretty much just wrapped up this whole podcast in like five seconds in saying that Easy it could done. be special if we back Mister TT. So, yep, nice way wrapping up. But we'll um, be back soon for another episode. But. You'll have to wait and see. We'll be doing some other individual podcasts with different teams. So um, I'm sure Jake and Alex will do a Manchester United episode coming out soon. Um, Sean and Dylan um, can do Liverpool. And Matt and maybe a special guest, another Arsenal fan, could jump on with him and they could uh, discuss all things Arsenal. But thank you very much for listening, guys. And we will catch you soon.